0: it's Mo Egger. The college basketball season is heating up and there's no better place to watch every game than Long Neck Sports Grill. There are 4K TVs all over the place at each Long Neck's location. And at Long Neck's, the sound is on for every big game. Plus, no place has a better beer selection. And I say this often, if you haven't tried Long Necks Wings, what are you waiting for? No matter who your team is, you'll be able to watch them at Long Necks. Wilder, Hebron, and Richwood. Long Nex Sports Grill. This college basketball season, stay late, come often.
1: Friday night football. Your AFC North champion Bengals are in Atlanta for a preseason fight with a Falcon. Oh, it's the next step in the Orange and Blacks' preparation for their championship run. Caught by Chase. Get Heads for the end zone. Touchdown! Get the call from Dan Ord and Dave Lappin. Both feet down. Yeah. Touchdown! Coverage begins today at 6. Incredible! On ESPN 1530, the official home of the Bengals. This is Ralph's American Grill Pre-Game Sports Talk, presented by your Cincinnati and Northern Kentucky Toyota dealers. Pre-Game Sports Talk is brought to you by Skyline Chili. Feeling good, it's Skyline time. A.E. Door and Window Company. They sell the best and service the rest. Encore Technologies. Visit Encore.tech. Nixco Plumbing. Choose a pro. Choose Nixco. Your Cincinnati and Northern Kentucky Toyota dealers. Visit buyatoyota.com for all Toyota offers toyota let's go places and by ralph's american grill in wilmington ohio visit ralphsgrill.com
0: hey that's us Uh, good afternoon i'm mo egger this is espn 1530 this is the ralph's american grill pregame sports talk presented by your Cincinnati and Northern Kentucky Toyota dealers on ESPN 1530. That's right. The Bengals play tonight, which means our show, as we say in the business, gets uh, it gets rebranded, rebranded. It's not the Mo Egger show, even though I'm Mo Egger, uh, and it's basically going to be mostly the same show, for better or for worse. Uh, but because the Bengals play tonight. It's Ralph's American Grill pregame sports talk. Now, really quickly, right before you heard the guy with the deep voice do the open for our show, the guy with the deep voice also did what we call in the business a liner. uh, Promoting tonight's broadcast, promoting the fact that uh, much to the chagrin of Cincinnati Magazine, we have the Bengals game tonight. Uh, But he said in the little thing that pregame coverage starts at 6 o'clock. And so I'm confused. I thought the pregame coverage started with this show. I didn't get the memo, but what I could tell you is it is Ralph's American Grill pregame sports talk. We do have uh, Bengals Falcons tonight. The game kicks off at seven thirty this evening. Uh, you'll hear it live, obviously on ESPN 1530. thirty. Uh, countdown to Kickoff comes your way with uh, Wayne Box Miller at uh, six o'clock, the second and middle pregame or preseason game for the Bengals after last week's Tilt Against. The Green Bay Packers, for what it's worth, which is really nothing, Cincinnati is looking for its uh, its first win of the preseason after a 36-19 loss last night. Tonight would be the game that I think is more interesting than others because we're going to see a bunch of starters tonight. And, you know, look, for, for as much as this, it, it, the, the conversation about the Bengals, whether it's here or elsewhere, it starts, it begins and ends with offense. Burrow, weapons, the upside of Burrow. The contract, what the offensive line is going to look like, Joe Mixon running game, all very, very important. The the, the reality is uh, the, the Bengals have invested very heavily in the draft the last two years in their defense. And the one area where there's been significant turnover is on defense, obviously at safety. We saw Dax Hill play last weekend. He is going to play again tonight. We're going to see Nick Scott play tonight. We're also maybe going to get a better sense of of the, the preseason that DJ Turner is having and Cam Taylor-Britt as well. And Des Ritter, who I love, one of my uh, favorite all-time UC players. How could he not be if you're a Bearcat fan? Uh, big year for him. It's year two. Can, can he show the Atlanta Falcons that he's the guy with Taylor Heineke sort of looking over his shoulder after signing a big contract this offseason. Dez didn't play in the first preseason game. He is going to play tonight. Arthur Smith, the head coach has talked a lot this offseason in Atlanta about uh you know what he wants to see from Dez and I'm sure he wants to see some of those things starting this evening. Dez for what it's worth has said, "Yeah, I you know I kind of want to get in the flow of things and take a hit or two. So, one of the things that I'm most interested in tonight? I've heard from people like Tony Pike and Paul Daner and Charlie Goldsmith and Richard Skinner and like all the, the, the dozens of people who are covering this team that go down there and they talk about how great the defensive front has been. And, you know, let's face it, the, the sort of under the surface storyline of the early part of the off season for this team was, can they use this off season to make their pass rush better? Miles Murphy was drafted in the first round. Despite all the talk of a tight end or another position, it took an edge rusher of Miles Murphy with the idea that in the short term he could at least help with the pass rush and then maybe long term obviously play a bigger and bigger role. I'm expecting a bigger season from Joseph Osai, but we've also seen the Bengals on the interior uh, getting significant contributions from the likes of uh, Dominique Davis. And so tonight... Let's see if that defensive line against the Falcons is as good and as dominant as it has been in practice settings. And let's see if Des Ritter gets his wishes. Um, there is a chance, and I hope this isn't what actually happens. But but there is a chance, and 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 probably an inevitability at some point. But there's at least a chance early in the season if you are concerned that maybe the offense will start slowly because of the practice time that Joe Burrow has missed that the defense is going to have to carry the load here early in the season there is going to be a stretch this season where i'm guessing the defense has to win games for this team i think we expect this team's defense to be really really good but you know let's face it i think the two the really the two biggest questions about this year's team rest on that side of the ball uh, can they not experience a significant drop off from the safeties they had to the guys they have now, and can the pass rush get better? Now I know you're going to go, well, wait a minute. What about keeping Joe Burrow upright? Well, I think from a personnel perspective, yeah, we we kind of know we kind of know what this offensive line can be. I'm more interested in is the depth good enough and. That brings us to somebody else. Jackson Carmen last week struggled when he was brought back into the fourth quarter against the Green Bay Packers. It's sort of starting to feel like Jackson, maybe his time as a Bengal, maybe his NFL career, starting to teeter on the brink a little bit here. I'm going to be paying close attention to him tonight. We'll talk about him here in uh, in just a bit. So Bengals-Falcons tonight will set the stage. There's obviously one storyline this evening that matters more than any other, and we'll talk about it Coming up at uh, 3.20. The Reds play tonight after a second off night this week. Toronto Blue Jays in town. Last night was a good, good night for the Cincinnati Reds, who they didn't play, but they got some help from the L.A. Dodgers, who in a, what was a tremendous pitching duel. This game was on MLB.TV last night. L.A. wins the ball game 1-0. The Dodgers scoring the uh, only run of the game on an Austin Barnes home run, his first since last season. He hit it in the bottom of the eighth inning. The the Dodgers are starting to, and they have been for a while now, pulling away in the National League West. They're now 10.5 up after having won their 11th consecutive game. Meanwhile, right when it felt like the Brewers were starting to separate themselves a little bit, they go to Los Angeles. the The schedule that had given it the the Rockies and the Pirates and a lot of bad teams in recent weeks. The Nationals for the Brewers. Well, it it gave them this week the LA Dodgers. It doesn't get that much easier. They go to Texas this weekend, and so the Reds will take the field tonight. Just two games out of first place at the beginning of the week. Milwaukee's up three and a half. And you were being fair if you started to think, you know what. Uh, this is starting to slip away at least just a little bit. Reds are two, count them, two games out of first place. For what it's worth, the uh, Cubs are playing at home this afternoon, and they are trailing uh, the Kansas City Royals by a score of one nothing in the uh, top of the fourth inning, so some early good news there. Most importantly for the Reds, they play this weekend a Toronto Blue Jays team that is very good, (laughs) 12 games over five hundred, And unfortunately for them, they're in a division that has the awesome Baltimore Orioles and the very, very good, although pitching depleted, uh, Tampa Bay Rays. This weekend, though, for the Reds, it's the last uh, home series until September because they go on a long Western trip uh, starting on Monday. But this weekend is really all about Hunter Green's return. Let's face it. Uh, We'll go back three weeks ago at the deadline, right, wrong, uh, whether you agreed with it, uh, didn't agree with it. What they did is they pointed specifically at Hunter Green and to a a lesser degree, Nick LaDolo, but pointed specifically at Hunter Green and said, that's the guy that's that's the guy that's going to preclude us from having to. Uh, go and get a starting pitcher. And by the way, recently the starting pitching has been quite good. If there's been any issue, we talked about this on Wednesday's show. If there's been any major issue, it's been with with the offense. But the the lack of a of a deadline move pointed at their belief that what they got from inside was going to be good enough. And that's not just Hunter Green. Maybe at some point, I guess they thought could be T.J. Antone. Perhaps it will be again. You could still talk about what might happen when Jonathan India comes back. And I have some thoughts on him. A little bit later on, uh, it could be whatever they get when Jake Fraley comes back. But, But, I mean, come on. When we were spending weeks wondering if the Reds were going to get a starting pitcher, the argument against going all in on a starting pitcher was that, hey, look, they're going to get Hunter Green back. He makes his first start at the big league level in over two months on Sunday. The Reds have 40 games remaining. So basic math here, assuming they're not skipping anybody, assuming those there's no setbacks. I'm just basic math here. That's eight turns through the rotation. Hunter Green's going to get eight starts. Uh, they have basically said, we can, we can put our pitching improvement on Hunter Green. Let's see how he does on Sunday. Let's see how that sets the tone for uh, hopefully eight starts. And let's see how they work with him, how they utilize him, what sort of restrictions there are. Let's see how effective he is. Early in the season, early in the season, Hunter Green wasn't all that effective. Let's cross our fingers there's no setback, no hip soreness, nothing that would compel the Reds to have him skip a start or go back on the injured list. But this is huge. This is, And I know Brett Kennedy is going to pitch tonight. This is huge. And it's not huge because... I think it's huge. It's not huge because you and I think Hunter Green has a chance to be really, really good. It's not huge because I want to put a lot of pressure on the kid. It's huge because the Reds, with their inactivity relative to the starting rotation three weeks ago, sent the message, we're going to put it on Hunter's arm. We're going to put it on Hunter. And then we're going to put it on Nick Lodolo when he comes back. Well, this weekend is about a lot of different things for the Reds. Primarily, it's about the return of Hunter Green on Sunday in the getaway day game Against the Blue Jays. Uh, I do want to spend some time. I didn't touch very much on uh, Jonathan India's comments uh, aimed at, uh, well, his injury and how it's frustrating him and how it's been handled. We also have FC Cincinnati against uh, Columbus on Sunday. A match you'll hear live on ESPN 1530. Terrific conversation yesterday afternoon with uh, Maurice Adu from Apple TV. He is going to be calling the match. He's also going to be Involved in pre- and post-game coverage for the league's cup final, but he's got FC Cincinnati versus Columbus. If you missed that conversation, it is available on the iHeartRadio app and also on the podcast page of ESPN1530.com. We are uh, jammed today. Season preview report with uh, Tony Pike. We'll talk about uh, what to look for tonight from Cincinnati's offense Tonight's game is uh, uh, mechanically, I guess, about a lot of different things. But if you you want to make it about a player or a position, tonight's game, it's very obvious what tonight is about. We'll get to that next. My name is Mo Egger. You are listening to the Ralph's American Grill pregame sports talk show presented by your Cincinnati and Northern Kentucky Toyota dealers, on ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station.
2: ESPN 1530 Cincinnati. Available everywhere with the iHeartRadio app. Now number one for podcasting. ESPN
0: 1530 and iHeartRadio station. 20 minutes after three, it's uh, Ralph's American Grill pregame sports talk. Uh, presented by your Cincinnati and Northern Kentucky Toyota dealers. I'm Mo Egger. You can uh, send me a tweet on the uh, Delta Dental Twitter feed, Delta Dental is uh, building healthy, smart, vibrant communities for all. Go to DeltaDentalOH.com, dot com at MoEgger, uh, where, where I guess uh, TweetDeck is. Go- you got to pay money for TweetDeck now. I'm not going to be doing that. Uh, our Ooh, phone numbers mine's up for free. Uh, hit re- do this. All right, do this. Okay, you're on the the search bar where TweetDeck is. Yes. Hit refresh. Mm, what happened? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Now you got to pay for it. I learned the hard way, too. I guess this was coming. I, I, I got to be honest with you. As as much as Twitter's a, a big part of what I do, and, and for the most part, I enjoy my experience on that app, I I have insulated myself against uh, everybody getting mad about what's happening with Twitter and this Elon Musk guy who I, I guess he wants to fight the dude who runs Facebook now that I... Uh, I I don't... I, I just... I don't care. I, I, I just... I got other stuff in my life, man, than worrying about what's going to happen with Twitter. But I guess that this was announced months ago or weeks ago that this was happening all along, and so obviously there's a component of Twitter that you could pay for, and if you choose to, by all means, have at it. I don't really see the value in it. Maybe I'll change my mind. But uh, TweetDeck, which uh, is has always been a pretty good platform, it's always been free. I guess now it's, it's going to cost like uh, $84. Eighty-four dollars for the year. So if you want TweetDeck, it's going to cost you like eighty-four bucks or something. And and if that's your thing, do it. And if it's not, that's fine too. But uh, Taryn, you learned the way I did. I, I I guess they said this was coming. I wasn't paying attention, and then uh, I saw folks tweeting about this, and somebody warned like, "Don't refresh." And then me being an idiot, I I'd refreshed, and then I got the message saying, "You got to pay for it now." And uh...
3: I mean, eventually we was going to, have to do it anyway.
0: Yes, I mean they again. I guess they announced like months ago that at some point you're going to have to pay for TweetDeck. So, so here we are. Uh, let's take a look at uh, tonight's player spotlight. As we could set for the Bengals and Falcons, it is brought to you by Furniture Fair. Get the guaranteed low price, or or it's free at uh, Furniture Fair. You know, we we talked about a couple of guys that, at least for me. I'm going to be paying close attention to D.J. Turner has had an excellent camp. Tonight, he's going to go up against a guy that I think has a chance to be a starting quarterback in the league, and Des Ritter, a better Falcons offense. They're going to play many of their main guys. I I can't imagine Shinobi Awuzie is going to get run tonight, so you're going to see some D.J. Turner. Let's see more of what we've heard about and seen a lot of so far here during camp. Jackson Carmen. it feels like. Feels like he needs a big night tonight. Now, he did play well early in the game against Green Bay last week. They took him out. They put him back in. He looked totally disinterested. Uh, he's lost the starting right tackle gig. Does does he lose a gig on the team at a position that has a, a lot of candidates? I'm going to be watching uh, Jackson Carmen closely tonight. There are others we could talk about. Let's be honest. Tonight's about one position. From a Bengals perspective, I think tonight's about one position. It's about backup quarterback. So in the most public setting so far here in during camp, which I would say would be the preseason game last week, the open practice against the Green Bay Packers last week, and I'll say the open event at the venue formerly known as Paul Brown Stadium, the back-to-weekend, back-to-football back Saturday, whatever they called that thing. In those three settings, <clears throat> neither quarterback did very well. And then there have been a bunch of other practices that because I'm sitting here, I don't get a chance to go to where by every account, neither of those guys have practiced all that well. And all of this has created a conversation that is still, I think, to a large degree, kind of simmering beneath the surface about whether or not the Bengals should go get somebody else to be the backup quarterback. Now, let's acknowledge this. I know I have. When we talk about backup quarterbacks, they're backups for a reason. The backup quarterback in Cincinnati is not the quarterback of the future. There are times when the backup quarterback is the backup of the future, when just we're the starter of the future. When when Justin Herbert started in uh, LA, he was the backup week one. Well, he was the quarterback of the future. Patrick Mahomes backed up Alex Smith his first season. He was the quarterback of the future. The backup in Cincinnati is not going to be the the quarterback of the future, so we're talking about somebody whose skill set is limited. We're talking about somebody who represents a huge drop-off from the starting QB. We're talking about somebody who you hope never plays. And if he does have to play for a long stretch of time, chances are the team is cooked. But, man, it is always remarkable to me how we can obsess over depth to the degree that we end up talking about guys that we've either never heard of or you know you're never going to see play, and then depth at the sport's most important position comes up and folks want to dismiss it. If either one of those guys had to play right now for a few series, for a quarter, for a half, for a game, for a week, for a couple of weeks, would you feel very confident? I don't think the answer is yes, which means that finding other alternatives has to be on the table. You know how it comes off the table? If either of those two dudes play pretty well tonight. Like I think it's pretty simple. I I I maybe maybe both guys play well and they go into the last uh, week of preseason games and they're still trying to figure out who the guy is going to be. Maybe one plays well and if one plays well, for my money, the guy clinches the job. If both guys play well, we're probably done talking about getting a backup from somewhere else. And maybe Brandon Allen being cut by the 49ers will change that because they like the continuity. They think he's better than those guys, perhaps. But tonight, like, the conversation, if you roll your eyes every time somebody like me or Tony or Austin or anybody on this station, anybody in town talks about, God, you know what, it might make sense to go get a better, different, older, more experienced backup quarterback... If you, if you tire of those conversations, I don't want to spend much time talking about backup QB. If you tire of those conversations, you need these guys to play well tonight. You need at least one of them to play well. Because, I mean, I'm guessing, A, if they both play poorly, the, the Bengals, the front office, the coaching staff will be at least a little bit more wide open to the idea of bringing somebody back. But because they have gone with these guys for as long as they have, I'm also led to believe that if one of them offers a good performance tonight, that's going to be enough for them to say, okay, with three weeks to go between now and the regular season, we're, we're not going to spend time getting somebody up to speed because we're comfortable with what we have right now. If they have been reluctant to do it to this point, chances are somebody tonight has a chance to, to grab the gig. That would be more fun if both Browning and uh, Simeon played well this evening, and then we have something interesting to talk about next week. But if these guys stink again tonight, and these guys have stunk for a a huge chunk of training camp, they were both bad against Green Bay, they were bad in the joint practice, they were awful this week, they were bad in the the back-together weekend football school thingy a few weeks ago. You keep putting up bad performances As an evaluator, as a coach, as a decision maker, you're almost backed into a corner where you have no choice but to talk about bringing in somebody else and then deal with the issues that arise when you bring in somebody pseudo last minute, like teaching them the offense and getting them up to speed. So tonight, this is about ending that conversation or accelerating the conversation, because I guarantee you this, guarantee you, If these guys fall flat on their face again this evening, Browning and Simeon, then at least by Monday, if not sooner, probably Sunday, you will start to read lists from people who cover the team of possible quarterback additions and short-term backups that they could get from somewhere else. And Maybe that's somebody who's not on an NFL roster right now. Maybe that person is ultimately somebody who is on an NFL roster right now. So this evening is, as, as much as anything else, more than anything else, this is about shut up the go-get-a-backup-quarterback conversation. Or, if they stink, accentuate, amplify, make louder. The backup quarterback conversation. Trevor Simeon and Jake Browning have a chance to shut everybody up tonight. Trevor Simeon and Jake Browning, I think, run the risk of compelling the Bengals to take a closer look at finding their replacement if they play poorly this evening. That's the position the spotlight is on this evening. Thanks to Furniture Fair, get the guaranteed low price or it's free. At uh, Furniture Fair. It's uh, 330-513-749-1530. And uh, 866-702-3776 are our phone numbers. Tony Pike joins me in 15 minutes for our regular season preview report. Uh, We'll talk about tonight's Bengals-Falcons game and focus specifically on uh, what I just talked about. That coming up at uh, 345 on ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station.
1: Touchdown. Touchdown! Get the call from Dan Ord and Dave Lappin.
0: Both feet down. Touchdown.
1: Coverage begins today at 6.
0: Incredible. On ESPN
1: 1530, the official home of the Bengals.
0: Sports headlines are a service of Kelsey Chevrolet, home of lifetime powertrain protection and guaranteed uh, credit approval from their family to yours for life. For life, I said. Uh, com. The guy with the deep voice told you Bengals Falcons tonight in Atlanta. Seven thirty is your kick. Uh, the game is live on ESPN fifteen thirty. Cincinnati, by the way, a six and a half point dog for what it's worth. Uh, meanwhile, the Reds' homestand continues three with the Toronto Blue Jays starting tonight six forty first pitch seven hundred WLW. Brett Kennedy, who last pitched for the Reds, and is. Only Reds outing back on uh, July the fourth. We'll get the start for Cincinnati. Your starting lineup for the Reds tonight. I'll give you a second to gather what you need. Uh, Against righty Jose Barrios, Uh, Friedel's in center. McLean is uh, playing second base. Dela Cruz at short. Steer at third. Vados at first base tonight. CES is DHing and batting six. Tyler Stevenson catches. Will Benson is in right field. Stuart Fairchild is in center field. Uh, Reds did today officially release uh, pitcher Luke Weaver. Uh, Reds go into play two games out of first place. They're in a tie with the Cubs. Chicago is playing at home today against Kansas City. Cubs lead that ball game 3-2 in the top of the fifth inning. Milwaukee on the road tonight against Texas after getting swept in Los Angeles by the Dodgers. Uh, UC News, uh, The Athletic reports that Athletic Director John Cunningham has signed a contract at UC to remain the Director of Athletics through uh, 2028. High school football tonight. We've got high school football tonight. That's the name of the show. High school football tonight. That airs on uh, Fox Sports 1360 at 6 o'clock. Then you could hear the Sanex-Lakota West game on Fox Sports 1360 followed up by the post-game version of high school football tonight, of course the uh, attention of the tri-state in that regard will be focused on Northern Kentucky, where uh, Scott High School takes on Campbell County. There you go, twenty-three away from uh, four o'clock on uh, ESPN fifteen on Mo Egger. I not only, I didn't, I didn't know this. I just saw this on the Twitter. Not only the tweet deck, you have to pay for it. Apparently, the guy, this Elon Musk guy, he is getting rid of the block feature. Taryn, what is your block? Uh, what is your block policy? You, you block a lot of people?
3: I haven't blocked nobody.
0: Really? Yeah. You've never blocked anybody.
3: Just mute people.
0: See, I'm a big mute guy. I I I went, I looked. I looked during the break. I have muted 16 people. I have blocked. I am my block policy. You really, really, really have to be a jerk for me to block you. I have blocked a grand total. I have been on that app for 14 years and I have blocked exactly 18 people. Two of these people I um, actually more than two of these people I I don't remember. One of these people is dead. I guess I could unblock him. Uh like for my money and like to each their own. I've always sort of believed like you you have a job like this, you put yourself out there, you 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 know first of all, you have to have thick skin. Secondly, you know, you've, you've got to be, you've got to be willing to just take whatever comes your way. And you know, I'm, I'm pretty good at ignoring. So, you know, like I, I have over the course of the last year, I have less and less interacted with people who just clearly aren't telling you anything about themselves. I'm, I'm not a big anonymity guy. Uh, the, the only people I've really ever blocked, if you're, I mean, I, you know, I've always been lucky. I don't see a lot of racism or homophobia or things of that nature in my ads. That's going to get you blocked. I always say I'm trying to clean this up. My policy is just, you know, if you're just a general a-hole, I think I could say that I'm going to block you. Uh, there have been a handful of like impersonators where they act like they're me and that never bothers me. But if you're going to do it, be funny. Like there was a guy about ten years ago. My Twitter handle used to be at moegger fifteen thirty, and he made it look like mine with like a zero in where the O is after M. And his account was funny. I and I mean, I, and he like he put time and energy into it, and I was kind of flattered by it. If anything, but he was he was funny, just mocking me. You know, I'm all here for that, man, dude. I mean, like, it it lasted for a while, and then I don't know what happened. I didn't block him. Now I've I've blocked some folks who are just genuinely unfunny, and you know that's kind of annoying. But uh, folks are losing their mind over the fact that you have to now pay for tweetdeck, and I guess they're getting. But I like these people. These people that I've blocked, are they going to be unblocked? Hey, it's Mo Egger. The college basketball season is heating up and there's no better place to watch every game than Longnecks Sports Grill. There are 4K TVs all over the place at each Longnecks location and at Longnecks the sound is on for every big game. Plus, no place has a better beer selection. And I say this often, if you haven't tried Long Neck's Wings, what are you waiting for? No matter who your team is, you'll be able to watch them at Long Necks, Wilder, Hebron, and Richwood. Long Neck Sports Grill. This college basketball season, stay late, come often. With
2: lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
4: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
5: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo when we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky.
2: Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: And the people who have blocked me, to my recollection, uh, I have been blocked by A.J. McCarron, Vontes Perfect, uh... The college football writer RJ Young has blocked me. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else. Oh, that Howard Wilkinson guy, for some reason, he writes about politics. Uh, he's blocked me for some reason. Only a handful of people. But uh, the block feature is one that I don't use very liberally, so it's not really going to change my experience. Now, if you get rid of mute, like, oh, there's, you know, there, whenever you'll see a, a tweet, and it's like this came from an account you muted and you can still click on it to read it <clears throat> whenever you do that it it almost instantly reminds you of why you muted that person but block i've 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 never been that heavy-handed with block in fact it's it's probably been it's probably i probably haven't blocked anybody this year and if i have well they deserved it Uh, Let's see. Let's do a season preview report with uh, Tony Pike. We'll talk about uh, tonight's Bengals-Falcons tilt. Tonight's all about quarterbacks. I'm sure Tony agrees. In fact, I know he does. We'll chat with him next on ESPN 1530. Bengals and Falcons tonight. It's the second day of our season preview reports. Today, Tony, we can make them preseason game preview reports. Wow. Because the Bengals play the Falcons. Wow. Uh, Let's talk about the offensive side of the ball. Tonight feels like your put-up or shut-up time for both backup quarterback candidates.
4: Yeah, uh, it was already almost to that point leading into tonight. If neither one of these guys shows the ability to do it tonight, and from all accounts, you're going to see some of the starters for the Atlanta Falcons. So. You're going to see some ones going up against some ones. Trevor Simeon's won games in the NFL. That that's the most baffling thing about mm-hmm. this to me. Jake Browning took some big step forwards last year, but they've just they've both fizzled out this year. I mean, I, I'm talking just getting nothing going. We we've talked a lot of training camp reports and now season preview reports. There's at least been days where you say, you know what, this time of the year defense is ahead of the offense. Yeah, but there's at least been days where you say, hey, you know what. Offense got the better today. Offense won today. Mm -hmm. I cannot recall a practice yet to this point where the offense has won the day. That is alarming, and it's alarming for the offense, and it's alarming because you wonder how good of a look the defense is getting as well when you start to think uh, Cleveland, that game is coming up Mm -hmm. sooner rather than later. You look at the moves the Baltimore Ravens made today. uh, Two AFC North opponents right out of the gate. Quarterback play starts things. Both have to be better.
0: All right. Uh, on the offensive line, it, it feels like if you went into Cam thinking that Jackson Carmen had a chance to be the starting right tackle, that's out the window. And now it feels like he's almost fighting for his NFL survival, which means there's a big spotlight on him tonight.
4: Yeah, I think between Jackson Carmen and Akema Denneji, there's one spot for two players. And they've let Jackson start to work back at left tackle. Akema Denneji has worked at that position. I, I see this as as much of a live audition as you can get, if you're Jackson Carmen and Akeem Adeniji. Jackson Carmen, to put it in Reds terms, he's kind of had the Nick Senzel approach. Everyone's just waited. Yeah. Oh, he's going to figure it out. This is the time. And then he played pretty well when given the opportunity late last season. It just has not translated into the off season. Certainly didn't translate into preseason game number one. This is a a put up or shut up game for for Jackson Carmen. The film is not going to lie. He's going to go up against some starters, and uh, he he has to show some semblance of life, some semblance of being able to take the next step forward.
0: Let's stay on offense. I feel like tonight is a big opportunity for Chris Evans.
4: Yeah, one of the forgotten guys of this camp. Mm-hmm. He was every other day last year a part of our training camp reports because it was, <laughs> man, you know what, Maul? I think Chris Evans can really help them out of the backfield. I think he can make some plays in the passing game. He has uh, stepped up his, his pass protection opportunities, and then this year – there's been practices where he's been really good as a pass protector and dropped some wide-open throws. He just has not put it all together. And look, you want to talk opportunity, Joe Mixon's been out a couple of days at camp. Travion Williams has yet to practice, and they have a rookie behind If If you're going to do it, it's going to be now. I just think it's crazy how much we talked about his value last year, and then it was all Samaje Ryan. and we've very little talked about him this year in training camp.
0: This has been the season
1: preview report on ESPN 1530, the official home of the Bengals. Yeah,
0: he left me. Uh, he left me speechless. Tony did. Uh, Bengals uh, Falcons tonight on ESPN 1530. Box will be here. Wayne Box Miller at uh, six o'clock with countdown to kickoff, and then uh, Dan Horde and Dave Lapham have the game. It uh, kicks off at seven thirty, and then okay, well, you know, the early part of your Friday night is all set. Well, that that's not the end of it. So we have the game. And then Box comes back for the locker room report. And that's that's a pretty good Friday night right there. But, like, you know, then what about a nightcap? What about something, uh, you know, for folks who are insomniacs or who are drunk? Well, Austin Elmore will have post-game sports talk starting around midnight going all the way until 2 o'clock in the morning. So if, uh, like, you know, at about 1 o'clock in the morning tonight, which sounds weird, there's something about the Bengals that you just, you want to get off your chest and you don't feel like doing it at, you know, four o'clock in the afternoon. You can call Austin tonight at like 1.15, 1.30 in the morning. And I, 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 you know, if you're like riding around in an Uber at that time of night, you know, maybe you've you've gone out, you're doing the responsible thing, you're taking an Uber home, just, you know, tell your Uber driver, turn on Austin and make a phone call and call him up and and then talk about the Bengals and Falcons.
3: Hey, 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 What?
0: What? What about me? I'm I'm on the. Oh, whoa, 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 yeah. Wait a minute, we got the beat tonight, right? Yes. It's a, a, a ten to midnight.
3: I'm ten to two.
0: Ten to two. Yes. So you and Austin are going to be in direct competition. Correct. Now, can folks call you on the beat? They can. So, wow. Can
3: Lead they talk ca- backs. Okay. Can they?
0: Can they call you to talk about the Bengals game?
3: Well, no, I'm, not, I'm I can't do a full talk show on the beat, no. Oh. But they can request songs. Correct. All right. Maybe they feel angry after a, a Bengals player's performance. They want to hear a certain song. Yeah, look, I, you know
0: what? I'm changing my mind. The, the the Bengals game doesn't count. It's a preseason game. Who cares? I mean, you know, there's no preseason on the beat, right? Correct. Okay. So that's a 10 to 2.
3: 10 to 2, yep.
0: Uh, It used to be a two-hour show. Correct. Now it's a four-hour show. Correct. When w- w- was anybody ever going to tell me?
3: Well, if you if you follow me on Twitter, I post every every day. I do follow you week, on Twitter. Every weekend. But that's the thing, though. If you don't catch me tonight, you can catch me tomorrow.
0: It's it's uh, both nights.
3: Yes, Friday and Saturday. Wow. All
0: right, I'm in. It's going to be harder to follow people on Twitter now without the tweet deck thing. That's true. Like it's tough. I'm in here. You know, off I have Twitter usually open. If there's like big breaking news, it shows up in real time. I'm good. Do you think that the iHeartMedia this glad this uh, ginormous uh, global media empire will pay for us to have tweet deck.
3: I think they should. If okay. they want the, the latest breaking news.
0: All right. I gotta I'm gonna look up now to see uh how how much it, it costs. It's eight
3: dollars a month.
0: Eight bucks a month.
3: Or I think it was eighty four a year. If
0: I if I get it annually it says I could save twelve percent. Oh and uh if you if you pay for uh Tweet deck, if you're a premium subscriber with a verified phone number, you get a blue check mark.
3: Wow. Wow. And you can post longer videos. So now we can post longer clips. Oh man, $84. Or $8 a month. Either.
0: What if we what if we had like a fundraiser? Could go me.
3: Maybe that could be uh Austin's tip money. Tip from money Augie's. from
0: Auggies next starting in two weeks, right? He yes. could pay for us to have a tweet deck. Correct. Wow. Hmm. I don't know, man. I, you know, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm gonna give this like two weeks and see if I miss it. And if I don't miss it, I'll, I'll pay the eight dollars a month to get TweetDeck.
3: I don't think we'll miss it in two weeks, but I think like trade deadline time. Yeah, I think that's when we'll miss it because that's what I usually use to keep up with all the trades. But and stuff.
0: then you know what you could do is you could just buy it for that month. That's true. Right. Like some people uh, who aren't cord cutters, but they want ballet Sports, they only get it during baseball season because you know, they don't want to watch the Cavs or kick volleyball or the World Poker Tour or that Jimmy Hanlon guy. Just so they, they get, we could do the same thing with TweetDeck, just get it for the trade deadline and and big big moments like that. Do they do? Are a lot of people? And I don't follow this. Are a lot of people paying for the blue check mark? Have they? Are a lot of folks doing that? And I'm asking this like if you pay for the blue check dude people should do do whatever you want with your money man I I just I haven't noticed a lot so is this is this his way this Elon dude is this his way of getting people to get the blue check mark possibly make them buy tweet deck are there alternatives to tweet deck that are out there that are free that somebody could let me know about
3: I've been looking and right now there's nothing.
0: Really? Yeah. So like t- Twitter bought TweetDeck. So it was their property. So like a lot of the other third-party apps, I guess, went away or they're just simply not very good. Yes. When I back with back way back when there was something called HootSuite, is that still a thing?
3: It is, but now they you have to pay for them too. Got to
0: pay for that too? So we're getting to this point point. it's like the Reds game tonight. The Reds are not on the uh, normal channel. They're on Apple TV. Uh, And so here's the thing about Apple TV that's crazy to me, right? Uh, I like the show Ted Lasso. Uh, Every time Ted Lasso drops a new episode, it feels like everybody in America has Apple TV. But whenever the Reds, and they've only had a couple of these games, whenever the Reds are on Apple TV, it feels like nobody has Apple TV. So it's sort of like you know now if you want to watch every single Reds game, yeah, you, know, you got to get some Apple TV, you got to get the Peacock, and so we're we're in this subscription world. So I guess to a degree, maybe TweetDeck shouldn't be any different. I'm just trying to wrap my brain around uh, whether or not $84 annually is a good investment for this particular platform, and uh, we'll see.
3: I'm trying to think, is there any subscription service right now that you don't use that you can probably cancel and get TweetDeck?
0: I got rid of Netflix. But now I want to get it back because I want to watch
3: quarterback. Correct. I have to. I haven't watched quarterback either. And so I'm
0: going to have to go back and get Netflix for like three days so I can watch quarterback. And then if Burrows in it for the second season, go back and do the second. You know, do it again a year from now. Uh I I bailed on that. I'm trying to think of of anything anything that I could replace. I I buy ESPN Plus. I got Apple TV.
3: See, why one, one of these streaming services come up with like a package, like you buy, you subscribe to one of their things, and you get TweetDeck with it.
0: That'd be kind of cool. Like I, I subscribe to the Athletic, which is good. It's it's not as good without Jay Morrison, but but it's good. Uh, they could partner with TweetDeck, and I can get, or somebody can make their own version of it. I su- I, I subscribe to the Cincinnati Enquirer. I'm trying to think of a subscription that I could let go of to replace TweetDeck with, you know. Well, this is the uh, existential crisis that we are dealing with on this show. While folks are wondering about uh, tonight's uh, Bengals-Falcons tilt, uh, we have uh, room for your phone calls. We will uh, take them at 513-749-1530 and uh, 866-702-3776. <laughs> if you would like to pledge $84 so we could... Can you share tweet deck like people share passwords? Like we have Disney+. Plus. And I guess they're going to get rid of password sharing for that. But like we we share that password, my cousin shares his uh, password on another uh, audio app that I'm not allowed to mention. Can, are can you are you allowed to do that with TweetDeck?
3: Uh, no, oh. I'm looking at it now. No, that's too bad.
0: I'm learning a lot, learning a lot about Twitter and uh, TweetDeck, and I have to pay some more money. At MoEgger on uh, Twitter, we, oh we that we do have a poll question. It's about Twitter today. At Mo Egger, thanks to uh, Baxlet Tractor. Vote now, and uh, we'll get to the results coming up here in, uh, in just a bit. Uh, we have a lot of ground to cover as we get set for kickoff tonight. Your phone calls are uh, coming up, and I'm going to double down on something that I heard said on this radio station earlier this week coming up on ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station
1: no one covers the Bengals like ESPN 1530 Cincinnati's Sports Station alright
5: it's the thing. time yeah. ladies
1: This is Ralph's American Grill Pre-Game Sports Talk, presented by your Cincinnati and Northern Kentucky Toyota dealers. Pre-Game Sports Talk is brought to you by Skyline Chili. Feeling good, it's skyline time. AE Door and Window Company, they sell the best and service the rest. Encore Technologies, visit Encore.tech. Nixco Plumbing, choose a pro, choose Nixco. Your Cincinnati and Northern Kentucky Toyota dealers, visit Toyota. Com for all toyota offers toyota let's go places and by ralph's american grill in wilmington ohio visit ralphsgrill.com
0: it's uh ralph's american grill pregame sports talk that guy just told you as much i'm mo egger this is espn 1530 we are presented by your cincinnati and northern kentucky toyota dealers we are closing in On uh, less than three and a half hours away from kickoff Bengals and Falcons tonight, second preseason game for Cincinnati, by the way, for what it's worth, which for me is, is nothing. uh, If you're thinking, okay, the first preseason game, Joe Burrow provided the highlight by working out on the field hours before kickoff, maybe he's going to do that tonight. Hey, it's Mo Egger. If you're a college basketball fan, you're going to love Long Neck Sports Grill. There are three locations in Northern Kentucky, Wilder, Hebron, and Richwood. Each one of them has 4K TVs all over the place. And at Longnecks, the sound is on for every big game. Plus, no place has a better beer selection. And the menu at Longnecks is awesome, but you've got to try their wings. No matter who your team is, you'll find them at Longnecks. This college basketball season, swing by Longnecks Sports Grill. Stay late, come often.
5: That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Uh,
0: there are a number of media reports. I originally saw it from uh, Kelsey Conway of the Enquirer. If she wasn't first, my apologies. Doesn't matter. Uh, but I saw it from her. Joe Burrow didn't make the trip to Atlanta. Uh, do what you want with that information. I got to be honest with you. I'm not really sure I care. But it's uh, if you thought tonight. You know what? There'll be more footage of him working out on the field. He can do that in Cincinnati. He could he could do that pretty much anywhere. He is not with his uh, teammates tonight in Atlanta, and so at least at uh, the the big uh, dome named after an expensive car that I'm not paid to mention, uh, it, it, Joe's not going to be doing any pregame workouts there. So keep that in mind. Uh, the backup quarterback battle is on. It's the most important storyline tonight. But if uh, if you're thinking well, tonight we'll see Joe on the sideline. We'll see Joe with the headset. No, yeah, he's back in uh, in Cincinnati. Uh, do whatever you want with uh, with that information. Countdown to kickoff at 6. Pre-game coverage uh, underway. And obviously the game itself at 7.30 right here on uh, ESPN 1530. Uh, let's take a phone call or two. Our numbers are 513-749-1530 and uh, 866-702-3776. And uh, you could send a tweet on the Delta Dental Twitter feed. We have a poll question. Thanks to our friends at Baxter Tractor, I believe everybody's been mentioned. Now let's talk to uh, uh, Mike. You're on ESPN 1530. How you doing, Mike?
6: Hey, pal! I got great news today. I, uh, my testing came back, and my pancreas is not uh, infected. So I, I'm uh, it's celebration time, and here's how we're going to pay it forward. I need to get the address to the studio because I'm sending you a cashier's check tomorrow for the $84. That you need. <laughs> Pay it forward, brother. That's what we
0: do, right? Uh, no, you got great medical news. That is very, very good to hear. Take that $84 and get yourself something yep. that uh, that your doctors say that you can eat and enjoy yourself. Well.
6: No. Listen, I've made, you've, you've helped make me so damn much money. It's it's almost obnoxious. So mm. uh, let let me let me do this. I just need the address. Have have Karen text it to me. We're him. we're okay. We're we're fine. We're, we're fine. I,
0: I, I think if we open up the, the uh, if we open up the can of worms of listeners sending us money, that's gonna take us to a place we don't want to go. Okay, I well uh, up to you, Cowboys. But much appreciated, nonetheless. I'm just, well, I'm yeah, thrilled. Sure. You sound good. Yeah. You got good, and inf- you got good news today from your doctors. This is good. This makes me happy. This will, this will be better than anything that happens this weekend, Mike.
6: Yeah, you're right about that. And uh TV, how you doing, bud?
3: I'm all right, Mike. Okay, good to
6: hear. Yeah, it <laughs> okay, didn't sound too enthusiastic. Okay. Uh, we got a little problem with this Toronto team, maybe, because right now, ERA-wise, they're first Mm -hmm. in the major leagues in pitching and sixth in hitting. Mm -hmm. Luckily, the Reds don't have to deal with Mr. Bichette tonight. He won't be back till tomorrow, the all-star shortstop. So that may help us, even though – who's that guy pitching tonight?
0: Uh, What's his name? Brett Kennedy is pitching for the Reds this evening. Brett Kennedy.
6: Is he a relation to John Kennedy or –
0: you know, I, I, I don't know. That's a great question. Okay, I don't know. He he is. Uh, Brett Kennedy was pitching in the independent leagues earlier this year, and he made one spot start for the Reds back on July fourth, and gave them a, a serviceable enough start. Went seven innings. They won the ball game right in the middle of a stretch where they were playing great. So, I'll take. He went seven and gave up four. It was a start against the Nationals. No, you know what? That's not true. He went five. It went 5 uh it went what? 5 and gave up 4. They did win the game. Eh, you know what? I eh, I don't want uh, that's yeah, not a good start. But yeah, Brett Kennedy is pitching for uh for the Reds tonight.
6: For the Reds tonight. Okay. Uh My question to you regarding, uh, well, Lance Lynn was available, Reds. You could have had him. And he threw threw
0: great last night. Uh, Lance Lynn versus Corbin Burns last night was a really fun pitching duel to watch. The, Uh The Dodgers get the one run in the eighth inning from the most unlikely source. Austin Barnes hadn't hit a home run. And forever, he goes deep and uh, the Dodgers hang on. That was a really, really fun game to watch. That was Corbin Burns yeah. is awesome. And Lance Lynn. you're right. There are a lot of teams that I think saw that. Maybe have watched Michael Lorenzen and 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 their fans are sort of wondering, well, why, why couldn't our team get one of those guys?
6: Yeah, because Lance Lynn, evidently, the deal was he brought back his curveball. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he had been without his curveball, and evidently it's made a difference. So I'm happy for him, happy for my team, because we're almost 30 games over 500. now. I got a Bengals question for you, Mo, and then I'll get out of here. Okay. Um, do you think that Orlando Brown, a lot of hype, I'm sure he's a fine left tackle, but he's coming from the Kansas City organization with the hectic, frantic – Mahomes at quarterback versus the more stoic Joe Burrow in the pocket. Do you think that that adaptation is as easy as we might think it is, or could it be a problem for a couple of games?
0: I don't know. I've, I, I, you know, I'll simplify this as best as I can. You 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 block the guy uh, uh, in front of you according to the scheme that's presented to you, and uh, the the function of of Cincinnati's offense versus the function of Kansas City's offense isn't to have Patrick Mahomes scrambling all over the place. Now he obviously can. He's he's a magician. He's a magician on the run and changing arm angles and doing all sorts of stuff, but the play design isn't to have Patrick Mahomes dance all over the place and then heave it. They would like for him to, you know, drop back, and then obviously they do put things in that have him uh, rolling to his right and taking advantage of his uh, mobility. But but I I think what you see from Patrick Mahomes is more a function of just what happens when plays break down. And what the Bengals would like is, you know, Joe – I saw the stat today, he is he has been forced out of the pocket on something like 46% of his professional snaps. Now, that again, that includes his rookie year when he lacked, I think, a certain amount of pocket awareness and the offensive line wasn't very good. But but I, I think in both instances, you know, certainly Kansas City has things that allow Patrick Mahomes to improvise and they want to take advantage of his mobility, but a lot of the things that you see Patrick Mahomes do that are magical – uh, those are not a function of what, how Kansas City's offense is designed. So that is a long-winded answer to telling you that, no, I, I, I don't know that those sort of things will impact Orlando Brown's ability to have a good season, you know, maybe integration into the offense and working with Joe Burrow and Joe knowing his steps and Orlando uh, needing some time to mesh with the guys on the offensive line. Maybe those end up being issues, But but the one that you just articulated isn't really something that I worry about too much.
6: Well, see, you gave me it. As usual, I learned from you. Um, uh, one last So what are you looking for tonight, or are you looking for anything?
0: Well, I, you know, I, I want to stop worrying about the backup. I want to stop talking about the backup quarterbacks, Mike. Like, Tony loves
6: I, it. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I
0: I, want I want one of those dudes to step up, play well enough that we go, okay, they're not going to go get somebody else. And, and I think that's what will happen. I, I think if, if one of those guys plays well tonight, he'll be the guy. I I think they they genuinely if they wanted one of those quarterbacks who are out there right now they'd be here they don't want one of those guys what they want is either Trevor Simeon or Jake Browning to to grab the job so I want that to happen because I want that box to be checked neither neither one of those guys are going to win you a title I just I, I want I want to feel like if Joe Burrow turns his ankle like Patrick Mahomes did in the Jacksonville game in the playoffs last year. And the other dude charges out on the field. I want to go, okay, I'm worried about Joe, but I, I think we're going to be fine. I think we can get through the next series, the the rest of the half, the rest of the game, maybe even next week. I want to feel that way about one of those two quarterbacks. My guess is it's more likely to be Trevor because he has some experience. But, I mean, look, I I, I want to see for myself – is the defensive line as dominant as everybody says? I, I want to see Jackson Carmen play with desperation tonight. I want to see Jackson Carmen make a statement that says, all right, I had an awful fourth quarter against Green Bay. Uh, you're writing me off too early, and so I'm I'm going to compete to be the swing tackle, and then eventually I'm going to earn another chance to be a starter. I, I, w- I want to see some of that. I want to see Chris Evans take advantage of an opportunity tonight because – I think tonight presents him with one, given the fact that Travion Williams isn't going to play. We're not going to see Joe Mixon. Uh, Chris Evans, I think, has the, the spotlight shined on him pretty heavily. I want to see the offensive line depth. We talk about depth at quarterback, and Jackson Carmen is a part of this. The Bengals season has unraveled because offensive line quality and offensive line depth have caught up to him. I want to feel better about what happens when they have to play some backups. I, I, I want to see – uh, the the secondary and this collection of young talent they have at corner do something tonight against a team that has some some guys that are tough to cover that's a, another long answer but but again the main thing for me this evening mike is i i don't want to spend monday show talking about how the bengal's have to go get a veteran quarterback to back up joe burrow instead i want one of these guys to make a case with their play that they they can be trusted to Get, us through, get them through a game, get them through a series, get them through a week if need be.
6: Here's a quick bone. Let me throw you, and then I'll hang up because I know you're getting uh, irritated. Um, I just worry because our North division, with that Pittsburgh defense, that Baltimore defense, and that Browns defense, especially on the, on, on the pass rush, I just don't want Joe to get dinged up because I don't know about these guys. Thanks, Mo.
0: Yeah, sure. Look, it's, it's the toughest division uh, in the NFL. For a lot of different reasons, it's the toughest division in the sport. I mean, you know, we people talked about the AFC West last year. Some and I bought the hype. Uh, so with the the the, uh, the the Chargers kind of having their guy quarterback and the talent they've put together, Kansas City being Kansas City, Russell Wilson goes to Denver. Uh, Devontae Adams ends up in LA. They hired Josh McDaniel and, and everybody talks about how the, the AFC West last year was going to be like the greatest division of all time. I bought the hype. Uh, it wasn't Kansas city was really good. The chargers were good. The rest of those teams, eh. this division has three coaches who have taken their teams to super bowls. They have two guys who are on a hall of fame path and, and might be there already in Tomlin and Harbaugh. Uh, each one of those teams in the AFC North, obviously, including and frankly, starting with Cincinnati, I think they feel good about the player they have at quarterback. Now, I, I promise you in Baltimore that are folks wondering, oh, OK, with what we've what we've guaranteed Lamar Jackson, let's see if this works. But still, he's a former MVP, uh, better than anybody else they could have gotten, obviously, in Cincinnati, all in on Burrow say what you want about Deshaun Watson, I believe the Cleveland Browns are comfortable with Deshaun Watson being the quarterback. And that's from a QB perspective. And they brought him in, understanding last season he might have to deal with something from the league. Uh, He did, obviously. He didn't play great when he came back. I I think obtaining him the way they did was all about this season. And understanding that, all right, he didn't play the year before, he's not going to play for a chunk of this year in all likelihood, which ended up being the case but we think moving forward, he's going to be the player he was for most of his tenure in in Houston. And I'm a little skeptical that Kenny Pickett is the guy in Pittsburgh, but I, I, I don't think he did anything his rookie year to make a Steelers fan feel like, oh, my God, we have the wrong guy at quarterback. I think all three teams have had good off seasons. I am still reasonably skeptical that the Ravens are going to put it all together offensively. They did obviously today at a piece in Jadavian Clowney. I think the Steelers have had an excellent offseason. It's the toughest division in the sport. And I think it says something about how good this Bengals team is. We were talking about this before the show off air. The Bengals' window is wide open. I don't think in my life, and this goes back to, you know, when I was a, a kid formulating my rooting interest. I don't think in my life we've talked about the Bengals' in the terms we are right now, where the season is a few weeks away, and we're talking about them legitimately, legitimately winning the title this year. And in the coming weeks when you see, you know, experts start to unleash their season previews, the the Bengals, not everybody, probably not most, Bengals are going to be a a championship pick this year for a lot of people. Plus 1,100 in Vegas right now. It's different than last year when I think we were still dealing with the, the notion that was out there that, well, they, they were kind of lucky in 2021 as luck going to repeat itself. They, they didn't win the whole thing last year. They didn't even get back to the Super Bowl. I do think they established themselves as like, all right, th- this, this team's a contender. This team can, can compete for a championship. And so, you know, everything has sort of been building toward that. I, I think you look at this division, most are still going to pick Cincinnati. Vegas still likes Cincinnati. In this division, which tells you, I think, how how highly everybody thinks of the roster, obviously the quarterback. Hey, it's Mo Egger. If you're a college basketball fan, you're going to love Long Neck Sports Grill. There are three locations in Northern Kentucky, Wilder, Hebron, and Richwood. Each one of them has 4K TVs all over the place. And at Longnecks, the sound is on for every big game. Plus, no place has a better beer selection, and the menu at Longnecks is awesome, but you've got to try their wings. No matter who your team is, you'll find them at Longnecks. This college basketball season, swing by Longnecks Sports Grill. Stay late, come often.
2: With the Lucky Land slut, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: I think that's a question. I don't think it's a whole. I think the question is, okay, can those guys play to a level that successfully replaces Bonnet, uh, Von Bell and, and Jesse Bates? Neither guy is Von Bell or Jesse Bates. Bengals are going to tell you they think Nick Scott could be a next version of Von Bell, but can, can the Bengals successfully replace those guys? Replace doesn't have to mean as good. Beyond that, like... Even if this offensive line isn't great, it's probably not going to be terrible. Where are they bad? I wish they were likely to be more dynamic at running back. I'm not sure they're going to be. I do wonder if the pass rush is going to be markedly better. But this division's the best in the sport. Super Bowl head coaches. Bona fide quarterbacks. Uh, three teams all. On top of the Bengals that had productive off-seasons, Bengals lost two really good players in the secondary. You have to consider that. And yet, they're the odds-on favorite to win it. They're going to be not, not a trendy or a sexy Super Bowl pick. They're going to be a common-sense Super Bowl pick. And to a degree, they, they sort of remind me in the ways that people are going to talk about them this summer, they remind me of Buffalo last year, where it's felt like, and obviously the Bills didn't cash in last season, everything's been building toward this year. Uh, and so it, it, it says a lot to me that you could say all those things about this division. You could say all these things about the AFC, which is clearly the better half of the NFL, and still make a very legitimate case the Bengals are the best team in the division and maybe even the best team in the AFC. 22 minutes after 4 o'clock, this is uh, Ralph's American Grill pregame sports talk presented by your Cincinnati and Northern Kentucky Toyota dealers on ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station.
5: Clifford ready, catches the shotgun snap Against a four-man rush His oh, Intercepted on the run See It's going to be a pick six As Tyson Anderson Picks it off and sprints To the end zone for the Bengals Touchdown! Oh man
1: Walker, the offensive lineman Just went up to console Clifford Who is obviously Very disappointed in the outcome Of that play I mean, Tyson Anderson It it can't be any easier
0: than that. That would be the delivery of the game from last week. It is brought to you by Ralph's American Grill in Wilmington, Ohio. Go to ralphsgrill.com. Tyson Anderson accounting for the only Bengals touchdown last weekend. A 43-yard pick six, one of two interceptions for the second-year player from Toledo. Uh, Tyson Anderson, the... uh, a guy we we talked about this on Monday in an off season where we have spent a lot of time on for good reason. Dax Hill, Nick Scott, Jordan Battle. Obviously, Jordan Battle is going to be worth paying attention to tonight. All the moving parts in the secondary. Tyson Anderson, kind of a forgotten guy. Dana and I had this conversation about him on Tuesday, where he he looked like a dude. He uh, went through the proverbial red shirt year last year. Could not wait to be on the field. Took advantage of the opportunity. That uh, pick six. Made the score 14-13, obviously. Bengals are going to lose the football game 36-19. But again, that would be last week's delivery of the game. Thanks to a Tyson Anderson brought to you by Ralph's American Grill. Go to ralphsgrill.com. I mean, you know I I do, I I do believe that. I mean, we were kind of BSing before the show uh, in in one of the studios back there. Austin said it, and I, he's probably said this publicly, that the Bengals are so good or so set up for success that in August they're boring. Now, they're not going to be in September, and uh, the Burrow thing a couple of weeks ago sort of threw a wrench into all that, but there's the, – the the preseason for a team like this, when there aren't a, a lot of open roster spots and aren't a lot of you know burning camp battles, the preseason – is even more boring than it might be for any other team. There there are years we've been through them as Bengals fans where the preseason games carry with them an element of intrigue because open roster spots, different starting positions being open, things that are playing out during training camp, you get a chance to see them play out in, in actual football games. When you've got a team like this where most of the main guys are set, most of the positions are set, the only real function these games have is to, to to make you sort of hold your breath through them. Now, again, mechanically, we've kind of gone through some of the guys that you would like to see show up tonight, but for a good team like this, and they're set up for success, uh, tonight serves no purpose other than to just make you hold your breath that nobody of significance gets hurt. Nobody gets hurt, obviously, but nobody of uh, major significance gets hurt. I, I do think as on a – Show in uh, Maine this week where they get somebody on from every NFL market to preview the season. I have no remote idea why they call me, and I I said the the feeling this summer from from my standpoint is a lot different than last year. Last year, uh, coming off the the high of the Super Bowl run the previous season.
6: There there were
0: there were questions there were questions, not so much about how the previous year the Bengals had gotten lucky, but okay, are they so far ahead of schedule that maybe the expectations for this year shouldn't be quite as high? Uh, Are they due to regress because some of the things that went their way during that Super Bowl run don't go their way this year? Is the offensive line, it's it's basically brand new, but is it going to be actually good? There there were more things to wonder about the team and about just where the franchise was a year ago. No, I think a year ago at this time, I picked him to win the division. I didn't get really too involved in who was going to go to the Super Bowl because let, let's see what the playoff field looks like. But I didn't feel quite as confident in their ability to legitimately compete for a championship then as I do now. And, you know, say what you want about last season. Last season, they—they, they, I think they confirmed, if nothing else, that what they did in 2021 was not a fluke. They didn't get back to the Super Bowl, but what they did last season, you know, winning the division, getting back to the AFC championship game, if if nothing else as frustrating as not getting back to the Super Bowl was, what they did served as confirmation that what they accomplished the previous season was not at all fluky wasn't the result of luck, wasn't simply the result of the the ball bouncing their way. And because of that, I think they come into this season, they're on the short list. And at no point in my life have I really felt like coming into a season, they're on the short list of teams that you talk about like, all right, that's, that's a Super Bowl team. We're doing that with the Bengals this year. It feels weird. It's not something I'm completely used to, but we're doing it. We're also late, 28 away from uh, 5 o'clock. We have room for you, five one three seven four nine fifteen thirty. 749 I didn't spend a lot of time on Jonathan India kind of firing off on the way his plantar fasciitis has been handled. But I, I think there's something that's true about what he said. We'll get to that here coming up on ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station. ESPN 1530. Sports Update is a service of Kelsey Chevrolet, home of lifetime powertrain protection and uh, guaranteed credit approval from their family to yours for life. KelseyChev.com. We are less than three hours away from Bengals and Falcons in Atlanta. The game live with uh, Dan Horton, Dave Lapham on ESPN 1530. Just saw Wayne Boxmiller. He has countdown to kickoff at uh, 6 o'clock tonight. Meanwhile, the Reds and Blue Jays play tonight first of three at GABP. Uh, Brett Kennedy is going to make his second start for Cincinnati, his third appearance for the team. Uh, he gets the ball tonight. Jose Berrios throws for Toronto. Uh, the starting lineup for Cincinnati tonight, uh, Friedel. The uh, Blue Jays are throwing a righty out there. Friedel, McLean, De La Cruz, Steer, is playing third base and batting fourth. Vado hitting fifth at first base. CES is DHing. Tyler Stevenson is catching and, uh, and batting seventh. Will Benson's in uh, right field. He bats eighth. Stuart Fairchild in center. Will hit in the ninth position. Uh, Reds did release pitcher Luke Weaver today, uh, just a couple of days after DFAing him. Uh, the Reds are two games out of first place in the division. Chicago Cubs are playing this afternoon. Kansas City is uh, up on them four-three. Bottom of the eighth inning at uh, Wrigley Field. Chicago and Cincinnati obviously uh, tied in the uh, in the game's back column. Chicago is. They have played two more. I'm sorry, the Reds have played two more games, but uh, both both teams. Uh, two games out of first place, uh, Chicago losing. The uh, Brewers' tough stretch continues there in Texas tonight. It's like rocking down there. They got uh, Rangers, Brewers at uh, the Ranger Stadium, and Metallica's playing Jerry World. And those places are like right next to each other. Uh, if you're wondering and maybe you are, maybe you're not, I have no idea, other teams the Reds are competing with. So we have seen the Braves be helpful against the Brewers. We have seen the Dodgers this week be helpful against the Brewers. The Miami Marlins, who are in that logjam for a wild card spot in the National League. They are in Los Angeles tonight to take on the Dodgers. Uh, what do we have? Uh, according to The Athletic, UC Director of Athletics John Cunningham signed a contract extension through 2028. High School Football Tonight. That's the name of the show. It airs on uh, Fox Sports 1360. That will begin tonight at uh, 6 o'clock if uh, you're interested in previewing the uh, high school football season, the first big weekend, and then... On Fox Sports 1360, they will have the tilt between St. and Lakota West and a full recap of all the high school football area in the tri-state with the post-game version of high school football tonight that is also on Fox Sports 1360 after the game all the way until 11 o'clock tonight. I expect full, complete, in-depth coverage of the game between Scott and Campbell County. It's time to take a look at tonight's weather conditions. In Atlanta. They are brought to you by Nixco Plumbing. Choose a pro, choose Nixco. Now, uh, that stadium the Falcons play in that's got a retractable roof. Uh I, I'll be honest with you, I haven't seen, and frankly, nor do I care too much whether or not the roof is closed. It closes insanely quick. Uh, but it's 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 if the roof is open, it's hot. It's like 91 degrees right now, according to the weather app that I am looking at in Atlanta. Kickoff temperature in the greater Atlanta area is expected to be right around 90 degrees and uh, clear skies for the game tonight. And if there were to be a weather issue, well, they'll close the roof. Pre-game sports talk is brought to you in part by Encore Technologies. Go to Encore.tech. I got to do this too, Taryn. It's time for this date in Cincy sports history. Here's what happened on this date in Cincinnati sports history. Thanks to Pella Windows, Pella now, pay later. Uh, It was on this date in 1956 that the Reds and Milwaukee Braves tied a National League record for most homers in a game with 10. Reds and Braves combined for 10 home runs in a 13-4 Cincinnati win over Milwaukee at Crosley Field. Much, 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 much more recent, and I'm cheating here a little bit. This was not on this date specifically, but it was this weekend 23 years ago August 19th, 2000, the Bengals played their first ever game at what was then Paul Brown Stadium, beating the Chicago Bears by a score of 24 to 20. we well, have I was thinking about that today. Uh, I remember that game. I went to it with my dad. That was actually the 19th of August, my dad's birthday. That would have been his 51st birthday. And we went to the game. And if my memory serves me correct, there was a Reds day game that day. Sort of a rarity. I could be dead wrong about that, but I remember going to the game with him. I remember walking around Paul Brown Stadium. I remember getting to our seats. I remember them beating the Bears. Uh, I remember he he wore a Bengals construction helmet for some reason, and I remember like we we like did a whole like lap around the stadium, got to our seats, and kind of looked at each other and said, "So that's it, huh?" And if you remember Paul Brown Stadium, they've they've done a really good job of of making it a more aesthetically pleasing place, and they are working with a pretty limited plan. But what it was compared to what it is now is actually kind of night and day. And remember, remember that the the controversy was uh, that there was no flag inside the stadium. Like it got time for the national anthem, and on the video board they showed the flag atop. Carew Tower, and the big controversy was there's no flag inside Paul Brown Stadium. That was rectified for the uh, the next preseason game, but that was August 19th, 2000, 23 years ago. Tomorrow, Bengals played their first preseason game in Paul Brown Stadium, beating the Bears 24-20. All right. I got all that out of the way. Now, now, uh, we can chat with Jeff. Hi, Jeff.
5: Happy Friday, Mo.
0: Happy Friday.
5: What's up? Uh, Mercedes-Benz Dome is one of the best places I've ever been in my life. Went to Um, the
0: Peach Bowl, Cincinnati versus Georgia, and loved it. Hated the outcome of the game, hated that there were only 9,000 fans in the stands, but the stadium itself was awesome.
5: Yeah, I've been to two SEC championship games. Concessions are dirt cheap, and they have the world's biggest Chick-fil-A, which is never a bad thing.
0: But not open on Sunday. great. Hey, it's Mo Egger. The college basketball season is heating up, and there's no better place to watch every game than Longnecks Sports Grill. There are 4K TVs all over the place at each Longnecks location, and at Longnecks, the sound is on for every big game. Plus, no place has a better beer selection. And I say this often, if you haven't tried long-necks wings, what are you waiting for? No matter who your team is, you'll be able to watch them at long-necks. Wilder, Hebron, and Richwood. long Necks Sports Grill. This college basketball season, stay late, come often. Judy
1: was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com.
6: It's my little escape.
1: Now Judy's the life of the party.
6: Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon.
1: Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes.
5: Ch-ch-chumba.
1: ChumbaCasino.com.
5: No purchase necessary.
0: Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
5: Exactly. Uh, shout out to Mike. Glad to hear you're feeling better, Mike. That's great. Uh Glad that deep voice guy has dropped the dangerous prefix from Dan Horde's name. I wonder if maybe Dan went to some sensitivity training. Or something.
0: I I don't know if Dan flexed his muscle, went to the deep voice guy and said, "Hey man, here's the deal. Like uh, I'm in the U C Hall of Fame. We're probably gonna be like in the Bengals Ring of Honor one day <laughs> or something. Like you know who I, I'm not. Dan- or maybe he's only dangerous in regular season and not so much in the preseason. I it's it's intriguing.
5: Yeah, well, we'll have to find out. Um, I'm definitely a block guy, but as long as they keep the mute button for the Chiefs fans and the other AFC North <laughs> trolls, I'll be fine with that. That, that. That's good enough for me. I have so many Chiefs and AFC North fans just blocked instantaneously that, um, you know, you, you just move along. And, you know, for tonight, I mean, you, you mentioned it in passing, the injury thing, you see two guys in Philadelphia carted off on stretchers. Mm-hmm. Been a couple of AC. There've been a couple of ACLs already. Uh, Nolan Smith may have popped his shoulder out of joint last night. Just get down there, get what you need to do on the field and on film, and get out of there on the plane. Uh, I'm really glad Joe's not down there. I don't even want him standing on the sideline. There's no need for him to be there at all.
0: It, so. it serves. It serves um, no purpose. Serves no purpose whatsoever. Yeah. I, I spend the majority of these games simply holding my breath. Uh, you know and and yeah. there there are times when if your your team is in the middle of a rebuild or there's lots of spots up for grabs, it's a little bit more intriguing this these games for me are they serve no other purpose other than for for guys to get hurt and bad things to happen. It's a good place to be from the standpoint that you like your team. these games though are miserable because there's really only bad things that can happen during them.
5: Yeah, although tonight we could have a good thing and one of these two QBs can show that they might actually be NFL backup caliber for a game. That would, would be, be good. Would
0: be nice because if if, if not, I, I don't know how if you're, you're Duke and Zach and everybody involved, you don't, okay, look, we've we've taken this as long as we can without, you know, even entertaining uh, bringing anybody in and, and I, that can't continue. That, that can't, it wouldn't continue at any other position. You know, if if you had bad backup linebackers, you would go, okay, we got to find somebody else, whether it's cut down day, somebody who's out there. If you had bad backup uh, safeties, you would say, okay, we're not comfortable with what, what we have. You can't do that at quarterback, the most important position in the sport.
5: Yep, I agree totally. So let's get a win on the diamond tonight and stay healthy inside the dome and uh, have a great weekend, Mo. All
0: right, you too, uh, Jeff. Yeah, I mean, that's – it's 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 beating it's beating a dead horse to a degree that is what tonight is really all about now we are going to get uh, defensive starters tony pike joins me for our next season preview report we'll talk about that next on on the rouse american grill pregame sports talk presented by your greater cincinnati and northern kentucky toyota dealers on espn 1530 cincinnati sports station
5: hey alexa who's out for the season
2: getting espn 1530 from iHeartRadio.
1: This is the Season Preview Report, brought to you by Hollywood Casino Lawrenceburg on ESPN 1530, the official home of the Bengals.
0: Bengals and Falcons in preseason game number two tonight, the game live on ESPN 1530. Tony Pike is here for a season preview report. We Mm. talked earlier about some stuff to pay attention to tonight on defense. For me, more than anything else tonight, uh, Desmond Ritter is going to play quarterback for the Falcons. We love Des, but he says he wants to get hit. If this defensive line is tonight as good as it's been in the practices you've been to, Dez is
4: going to get his wish. You know, from hearing Mike Hilton earlier in the week talk about defensive starters playing in this game to Dez Ritter saying that, I couldn't be any happier because that's the one question that kind of lingers in the back of my mind. We've talked so much about the defensive line. Now we get to see, okay, is it the defensive line dominant against someone other than the Cincinnati Bengals? Because if it is, then you say, okay, everything we've seen holds true. Yeah. If the defensive line struggles to get home tonight, then you start to worry in tomorrow of the offensive line struggled that much. <laughs> and as much as we talked about the O-line in the last couple of years, I don't want to even go into that conversation next week. So it is. I want to see the defensive line get home. DJ Reader's been dominant. Trey Hendrickson's been dominant. They've got guys, and, and Richard Skinner alluded to this on my show earlier in this week, they've got guys that are going to get cut mm-hmm. that could be rotational pieces for a lot of NFL teams. So who's going to get those final spots, and can the starters, front end to back end, put together a couple really good series?
0: And then I think in the secondary, you know, obviously you're going to see Dax Hill start for a second straight week. He's going to play with with uh, with Nick Scott, which we're looking forward to paying attention to. but But also... Uh, D.J. Turner's had a very good camp. He's thrust into a starring role tonight. And, you know, same on the other side. Cam Taylor, Britt, by all accounts, has had a terrific camp. He's really going through his first NFL preseason. So much is going to be asked of him. I don't know how much we see either guy, but I'll be paying close attention to those two players tonight as well.
4: I want to see logistically from the time they break the huddle to when the ball snapped. Mm -hmm. Because now you are on the road. Music will be playing. Atmosphere will be a little different than home games uh, I want to see if they can get set up in the right situation, right? We we I don't think anyone's questioning their athleticism. Right. Dax Hill made a play in preseason game number one that I'm not sure Jesse Bates makes, mm-hmm. where he came from center field and broke up a, a pass on the left sideline that Jordan Love put in a really good spot. But what Jesse Bates and Von Bell were elite at, they were the mouthpiece of Lou Anarumo on the field. They knew where everyone needed to be. They knew when to get there. They knew the checks that you have to make. Now, when everything's going live on the road, uh, in front of a an offense that's expected to do some good things this year, at least early in the game tonight, can you get yourself lined up? So if you're seeing guys wide open, if you're seeing guys with missed assignments or, or running backs hitting holes with with no one filling in, then you say, okay, that that's still an area that needs to be improved upon, as that was, for me, the biggest question going into training camp.
0: You mentioned Jesse Bates. He is now with the Atlanta Falcons, not so much for tonight, but for a guy that we spent – Really two years talking about it felt like at times almost every single day. It's one of the more interesting sort of NFL storylines for me. Does he go to Atlanta and play at a level that that would suggest the Bengals kind of got it wrong?
4: You know, the, the craziest thing I've heard at training camp thus far, I asked Charlie Goldsmith, I said, if you could take one player from any NFL roster right now in the NFL and put him on the Cincinnati Bengals, who would it be? And he said, Jesse Bates. Hmm. Of all the players. Yeah. I think that's a tip of the cap to how good the the defensive line has been. Mm -hmm. But when you look at the grand scheme of questions on this team, that's how much he thinks of of Jesse Bates. I know the players think a lot of Jesse Bates. This is one of those questions. Did you make the right decision letting both go? Right. And are you going to get burned by that early in the season? Because it's it's magnified a little bit, Mo, in the fact that they haven't got to see Joe Burrow throwing passes at Mm him. So now you wonder, okay, is that lack of experience going to hurt them early in the season when – Slow starts have haunted this team, and you're trying to get the number one overall seed. There's one of those where the road to the Super Bowl would run through Cincinnati starting the season fast and in the right spot is going to play a big key in that.
1: This has been the Season Preview Report on ESPN 1530, the official home of the Bengals. There
0: you go. Tony Pike comes back to join us at 545 as we get set for Bengals v. Falcons tonight in the second preseason game. Uh, Cincinnati trying to even up its uh, record in the preseason, and tonight we get a chance to watch our guy Des Ritter of the Atlanta Falcons, the former Bearcat who uh, didn't play in Atlanta's first preseason game. He is expected to play tonight. We have an hour to go. Wayne Boxmiller will have a countdown to kickoff at uh, 6 o'clock, and uh, you and I between now and then. Numbers are 513-749-1530. And 866 702 3776. Tonight is about one thing and one thing only. Uh, meanwhile, on top of the Bengals game tonight, we also do have the Reds and a pennant push. They go into this weekend two games out of first place. Tonight they give the ball to Brett Kennedy. Hunter Green makes his return this weekend. That is huge for a bunch of different reasons. Meanwhile, Um, Jonathan India kind of fired off on his frustration with how his injury that has him sidelined is being, uh, has been uh, handled by, by the Reds, by the medical staff. And I think that's interesting. I think that's interesting for one pretty basic reason. One basic reason that I think is quite obvious. We are going to get to that in the five o'clock hour as well. We do have a poll question, by the way, Taryn just said to the SME, off air Uh, tweet deck is no more at least unless you want to pay for it i'm not paying for it i'm not paying for it yet it is bizarre doing this show without tweet deck you feel like you don't know what's going on and usually you're uh, say what you want about that particular social media platform it's it's sort of where where most of us in this day and age get real-time info and news and stuff and to not have it is weird uh also they're I guess they're not going to let you block people anymore, and so our poll question is block or mute. Vote now at Mo Egger. Thanks, too. backsler tractor. We have a lot of ground to cover between now and 6. Uh, this is uh, Ralph's American Grill pregame sports talk. We're presented by your Greater Cincinnati and Northern Kentucky Toyota Dealers on ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station.
1: It's Friday Night Football. Your AFC North champion Bengals are in Atlanta for a preseason fight with a Falcon.
4: going to be...
1: It's the next step in the Orange and Blacks' preparation for their championship run. Caught by Chase. Get Heads for the end zone. Touchdown! Get the call from Dan Ord and Dave Lappin. Both feet down. Yeah. Touchdown! Coverage begins today at 6. Incredible! On ESPN 1530, the official home of the Bengals.
5: All right. Yes. yes. It's time. Yes, time. it's time. It's time. It's, yeah, it's oh. football
1: time. This is Ralph's American Grill Pre Game Sports Talk, presented by your Cincinnati and Northern Kentucky Toyota dealers. Pre Game Sports Talk is brought to you by Skyline Chili. Feeling good, it's Skyline Time. AE Door and Window Company. They sell the best and service the rest. Encore Technologies. Visit Encore.Tech. Nixco Plumbing. Choose a pro. Choose Nixco. Your Cincinnati and Northern Kentucky Toyota dealers. Visit Via Toyota toyota.com for all Toyota offers. Toyota. Let's go places. And by Ralph's American Grill in Wilmington, Ohio. Visit ralphsgrill.com. High. Oh
5: yeah.
0: Hi, it's uh, Mo Egger. This is ESPN 15:30. Good afternoon. Yeah, I hope your weekend is off to a great start. You are listening to the Ralph's American Grill pregame sports talk show. We are presented by your Cincinnati and Northern Kentucky Toyota dealers on ESPN 1530. We are closing in less than two and a half hours away from kickoff Bengals and Falcons tonight in Atlanta. Cincinnati uh, coming off uh, last week's home preseason loss to the Green Bay Packers, 36-19 to 19. tonight. Obviously try to even up their uh, preseason record, but uh, far more important, looking for solid performances from uh, the ones. Lots of starters tonight, specifically on defense. Uh, kickoff is coming up at 7.30. Wayne Boxmiller will have a countdown to kickoff in almost exactly 53 minutes from right now at 6 uh, o'clock. At uh, pre-game or preseason game storylines. Um, you know, the big one for the Bengals tonight, starters, and we've kind of talked about – this is a hold your breath game, but uh, a little bit more mechanically. You know, let's let's be honest. Um th- there are some things you would like to see unfold tonight for the Bengals. Um uh, you know, this is a defense where we have heard a lot over the last couple of weeks about the the defensive lines dominance. We have done training camp reports for the better part of the last nearly a month here and James Rapine was doing them and then Tony Pike came back from vacation. And it's been Tony Pike. And if there has been one reoccurring theme from day one all the way through the end of the the public portion of training camp, it's been defensive line dominance. Whether it's been Trey Hendrickson picking up an unofficial tally of seven sacks during one practice or as good as DJ Reader has looked or Dominique Davis, uh, there were certainly some very good things to, like, Uh, In the preseason game against uh, Green Bay last week, from that standpoint, those themes felt like they were amplified during practice this week. The Falcons are starting Desmond Ritter, uh, obviously a guy that around here we all root for, most of us root for at least because of the career that he had at the University of Cincinnati. He is making his preseason debut tonight. He has said he wants to get in the, the flow of things. He wants to get hit. I'd like to see the Bengals' defensive line, Oblige, let's see in a game confirmation of what we have heard and what many have seen during training camp practices so far. I'm looking for the the defense for for all the talk early in the preseason about, okay, here's who they're going to lose in free agency, here's who they're going to try to keep and what might happen at safety and extending uh, Jermaine Pratt and ultimately what they've gotten done with Logan Wilson, then all the pre-draft discussion of the Bengals taking a tight end uh, uh, there was there was just sort of beneath the surface uh, a, a fair amount of conjecture about the team having a better pass rush for for everything the Bengals did last season for as good as that defense was the pass rush left a lot to be desired and so one of the the, the big sort of things this offseason was to make the pass rush better starting with drafting Miles Murphy Miles Murphy's first preseason game i thought there was some good Hey, it's Mo Egger. If you're a college basketball fan, you're going to love Long Neck Sports Grill. There are three locations in Northern Kentucky, Wilder, Hebron, and Richwood. Each one of them has 4K TVs all over the place. And at Longnecks, the sound is on for every big game. Plus, no place has a better beer selection, and the menu at Longnecks is awesome, but you've got to try their wings. No matter who your team is, you'll find them at Longnecks. This college basketball season, swing by Longnecks Sports Grill. Stay late, come often.
2: With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
0: Miles Murphy's first preseason game, I thought there was some not-so-good. Like to see him take a step tonight. Like to see the overall pass rush take a bit of a step tonight. Tonight's a big opportunity for Chris Evans. Still no Travion Williams. Uh, Chris is going to get a starring role tonight. You know, we've we've talked and we'll continue to talk about what's happening at backup quarterback. Uh, as training camp is, has unfolded, many have wondered, is there still a back out there that the Bengals are going to bring in, either from this collection of of well-known, uh, highly accomplished backs who have been out there looking for deals or maybe from a running back who gets cut uh, right around cut-down day, Chris Evans has a chance to to, to make a claim for the, the third running back spot. Chase Brown last week. Chase Brown did some good things. Uh, Chase Brown did some good things catching the football and a couple of check-downs that he took for, for good gains. Uh, he did a good job picking up first downs on third and shorts. He was not good at pass protection. When Chase Brown was drafted out of Illinois, you know, okay, the Bengals are going to take a back. Is he there to replace Joe Mixon long-term? Is he there to replace Joe Mixon short-term? Is he going to share carries? How is his game similar? How is it different with Joe? What we know is he's never been a good pass blocker. What about Chase Brown? Well, some evaluators used careful language, and they would say, well, it's a work in progress, as pass protection. Uh, Others would say, He's just not a good blocker. What you saw in the preseason game last week was a guy not a good blocker. Uh, And maybe it was not knowing the assignment. Maybe it was just deficiency in technique or whatever it was. Chase Brown at some point maybe gets a chance to do some pass protection. Let's see how he does. Speaking of blocking, last week I thought was a disappointment for Jackson Carmen and. You know, it's interesting. I uh, I said this during the week. I, I didn't get a chance to see last Friday's game live. I had arranged to go see a show in Chicago, and so uh, I read about it before I watched it. I saw what people tweeted before I watched it. I listened to podcasts about the game before I watched it. And what I had heard and what I had read made it seem like Jackson Carman's uh, preseason game last week against Green Bay was a complete and total disaster. When I watched it over the first half, I'm going, this isn't bad. Wasn't great. Um, Wasn't maybe good enough to make you feel like he should be the starting right tackle. Wasn't bad at all. Uh, He then went to the bench. He came back in the fourth quarter. And I I know for maybe an established player, that's a tough spot to be in. Jackson Carmen's not an established player. In the fourth quarter of that game, he was a disaster. And and I walked away from it disappointed because I remember where we were a year ago. Bengals played the first preseason game. There's a battle at left guard uh, between Cordell Volson and Jackson Carman. And it was abundantly clear after that first preseason game that Cordell Volson should be the guy left guard. So then Jackson Carman had to figure out ways to contribute in other areas and figure out a way to make the team, which obviously he did. Not that dissimilar here. He's been working at left tackle. Is that a sign that the right tackle job is Jonah Williams? I don't know. Lyle Collins might have something to say about that. But, man, more than anything right now, it it feels to me at a position group that is uh, pretty damn crowded, like Jackson carmen has got to do some good work tonight to uh, avoid being pushed closer to the unemployment line. Uh, I am really interested in seeing if Jackson Carmen can bounce back because let's face it, he is to a large degree maybe running out of opportunities. That is something certainly worth paying attention to tonight. Uh, Falcons are going to play many of their ones. This should be a better Atlanta offense this year, just with the personnel. Cincinnati is going to play its its uh, starters on defense for at least a series. Uh, they're going to play some guys in the secondary this year that uh, we've we've heard about and read a lot about and we saw some good and bad from last week. Let's see some more from DJ Turner. Let's see some more from Cam Taylor-Britt, who had a very big pick on uh, Wednesday during practice. So here are some things worth paying attention to. But then there's the main theme of the game this evening. It's backup QB. Joe Burrow's not there. Joe Burrow's not playing. Joe Burrow's not doing a preseason workout. Joe Burrow is reportedly not even in Atlanta. Uh, the theme of the last couple of weeks, or at least one of the themes of the last couple of weeks, has been how Trevor Simeon and Jake Browning have struggled. And they have struggled in uh, public settings, like it, it, but practices, but, but but where folks have paid I think the closest amount of attention have been on things like the preseason game last week when um, each guy put up a passer rating of 49. And uh, the open practice at the stadium, the the back together weekend practice, and the, the joint practice against the Green Bay Packers. In those three settings, neither quarterback looked very good. There have been a bunch of training camp practices in which neither quarterback looked very good. I know in in neither case are you going to get Joe Burrow's level of of play. But you do want to feel comfortable. You do want to feel confident that here are some guys you could put in the game. Uh, and so as the, the week has gone on, there's been increasing chatter, I think from the outside and maybe from the inside, about whether it would make sense to go get a, a quarterback from somewhere else. Many have wondered if... Brandon Allen is going to make the team in San Francisco. And if he doesn't, do you bring him back here? There are still some some quarterbacks who are out there. Tony Pike has talked often about Chase Daniel. and Carson Wentz is still out there, although I don't think that would be somebody they would be necessarily interested in. That chatter goes up in volume. That That chatter gets amplified if after tonight, we still don't feel good about either guy being put into the game. On one hand, it's an opportunity, right? It's ostensibly at least a a quarterback battle. Simeon, who's got some experience, he has started NFL games, he has been a part of winning NFL games as a starting quarterback, and there's Jake Browning, obviously pretty much uh, entirely short on experience. So it's a battle. Can somebody step up and win the battle? It's an opportunity. Uh, if neither guy catches in on the opportunity, I don't know how. if you're Duke Tobin, if you're Zach Taylor, if you're the offensive coaching staff, if you're the player personnel department of the Bengals, how there isn't an increased urgency in seeing if there's somebody else out there. Now I know I said this last hour, but i'll 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 repeat it at at any other position, if the depth isn't there. Not to mention that the starters aren't there, but if the depth isn't there, maybe it's on the offensive line. If if the Bengals don't have a deep offensive line, if an NFL team doesn't have a deep offensive line, and they don't like their depth at running back, or they don't like their depth at a defensive position, we don't think twice about finding a player from somewhere else. Maybe it's a, an accomplished player who's looking for one more paycheck, and he's a street-free agent. Maybe it's somebody you grab off the scrap heap after he gets cut by somebody Maybe it's somebody you acquire via trade. With quarterback, I know nobody wants to entertain the idea that anybody besides Joe Burrow might have to play this year. I don't want to entertain that possibility. But uh, if if neither guy gives you the comfort you're looking for from a backup QB, you got to start talking about other options. And again, maybe those other options better present themselves once cut down day comes and goes. But I think tonight is a night for either Trevor Simeon or Jake Browning, or more ideally both, to squash the notion. The notion is out there. To squash the notion that the Bengals' backup quarterback is currently not on the roster. Because that is the conclusion that a lot of people are going to arrive at if neither guy steps up tonight. My guess is the Bengals don't want to have to bring somebody else in. They don't want to have to teach somebody the system. And again, with like a Brandon Allen, you kind of don't have to do that. My guess is they're dying for either Trevor or Jake to assume the reins and avoid having to complicate getting ready for the season by getting another quarterback up to speed. Not to start week one because it feels like Joe's going to do that, but to play if needed, to be an insurance policy. So that to me is what tonight is is all about. I, I bring up Simeon and Browning and backup quarterbacks, and I know they're are, are some out there who will roll their eyes every time I do because the position, it's backup quarterback. And backup quarterbacks for a team like the Bengals, the dude is not an up-and-comer, right? This is not a a situation where the backup QB is going to be the quarterback of the future. Uh, we're talking about cast-offs, retreads, dudes who have failed starters, guys who have, you know, looking, just begging for an opportunity. um And so it's not the sexiest thing to talk about, but it become a problem. It can become a problem if you have somebody who – can't call the plays, uh, can't lead, can't make the necessary throws, can't make the offense simply function. I I, I want to see the offense function with at least one of those guys, ideally both, but at the end of tonight's game, I, I at least want to slow the roll when it comes to talking about finding a quarterback from elsewhere. I at least want to slow down in talking about how maybe the backup quarterback is not currently on the roster. I'd like to feel better about what would happen if something happened to Joe. And I'm not talking about a devastating injury. I'm talking about something akin to what Patrick Mahomes went through last year in the divisional round against the Jaguars. Where you felt pretty good about who came in to relieve him. If Joe Burrow had to miss a series, a half, even a full game, you feel good about who would take over for him. By the end of tonight, I'd like to feel better about the answer. That's what this preseason game is all about. Uh, we have open lines at 513-749-1530 and uh, 866-702-3776. Bengals and Falcons, one hour and, uh, or I'm sorry, two hours and ten minutes away. Countdown to kickoff is uh, 40 minutes away. Wayne Miller. Waiting in the wings as we get set for football tonight. We also have the uh, Reds hosting the uh, Toronto Blue Jays this evening at GABP. First of a three-game series on Yacht Rock Review Night. Um, It's a big weekend. Big opportunity. And uh, some big comments. We'll make that make sense next. This is Ralph's American Grill pregame sports talk presented by your greater Cincinnati and Northern Kentucky Toyota dealers on ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station. Don't forget, on top of Bengals-Falcons tonight on ESPN 1530, we've got FC Cincinnati soccer. It feels like it has been forever since the Orange and Blue played, and they're about to get set for a big, big week. Messi is going to be here in the U.S. Open Cup semifinals on uh, Wednesday of next week. But first, uh, the Orange and Blue head up I-71 for the Hell is Real rivalry match against Columbus. Uh, that game is on ESPN 1530. Pre-game coverage at uh, 7 o'clock and uh, the game itself is at uh, 7.30. Maurice Edu from uh, Apple TV joined us yesterday afternoon. If you missed that conversation, find it on the iHeartRadio app, also on the podcast page of uh, ESPN1530.com. FC Cincinnati coming off uh, a 16-day break, obviously after their loss in the, uh, US, or in the uh, League's Cup against uh, Nashville, and uh, looking forward to uh, the resumption of MLS play on Sunday evening in one of the most highly anticipated matches of the season. This weekend, Reds and Blue Jays. Brett Kennedy is going to start tonight. Hunter Green is scheduled to pitch on Sunday. So here we are. I mean, you know, t- to, a, to a degree. And if if the Reds are two games out of first place or two games out of the wild card after they've played their 162nd game of the season... We're going to wonder about the strategy at the deadline. But here we are. They're at least going into the weekend. And obviously they have two games between now and then, and those games count. But Hunter Green is scheduled to come back. The Reds are still in it. Two games out of first place tied with the wild card. Um, This is the story of the weekend. Now, again, the ball game tonight, in which the Reds are going to pitch somebody who has made one start for them this season. But the... The implied message on August 1st when the Reds didn't touch their starting rotation was, we're good. And by the way, some of the recent starts have been excellent. Andrew Abbott's last two have been very good. Brandon Williamson keeps getting better and better. Uh, I like what I've seen from Graham Ashcraft since he he's come off the injured list. Uh, if you missed it today, Luke Weaver got released after being DFA'd earlier this week. But the implied message back on August the 1st was, we're good. We're getting Hunter Green back. And then we're going to get Nick Lodolo back. Hunter Green is on his way back and going to pitch on Sunday afternoon. Meanwhile, uh, the story of the week, or I guess one of the stories of the week, uh, it was in uh, Charlie Goldsmith's piece in Cincinnati.com, was Jonathan India's frustration with how his plantar fasciitis injury has been handled. And this is... He's not happy with, with the 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 how it was treated, what he was told to do. Feels like it's pushed back his return to the field. He's basically not happy with the Reds' medical staff. Hey, it's Mo Egger. The college basketball season is heating up, and there's no better place to watch every game than Long Neck Sports Grill. There are 4K TVs all over the place at each Long Neck's location, and at Long Neck's, the sound is on for every big game. Plus, no place has a better beer selection and I say this often if you haven't tried Longneck's Wings, what are you waiting for? No matter who your team is, you'll be able to watch them at Longneck's. Wilder, Hebron and Richwood. Longneck Sports Grill. This college basketball season, stay late,
5: come often. Lucky Land Casino asking people, "What's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?"
2: Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess. Aha, ha in my dentist's office.
0: medical staff talk because it's, it's talk that often comes without a a lot of information, but here's what I can't help but wonder Jonathan India possibly had his feelings hurt when the reds dangled him at the deadline. Now dangle him is maybe not the right word, but you are out of your mind. If you think that when Nick crawl talked with uh, rival general managers, when he talked with other teams, that he didn't talk about Jonathan India. And you're out of your mind if you think that Jonathan India is untouchable, or ever was untouchable. Yeah, they, they, of course they talked with other teams about possibly trading Jonathan India. And of, of course they should have, and maybe that doesn't mean you pull the trigger, but yes, why wouldn't they talk about trading Jonathan India? They were open to it. They weren't Trying to give them away. They weren't liquidating, but they were open to it. And so the story comes out. And the Reds had to do some damage control behind the scenes, as you might imagine. Because if you're Jonathan India, who plays hard, has been a team first guy, uh views himself as a big part of what the Reds are doing, stepped up during spring training and said, I'll be the guy that sort of grabs the bull by the, bull by the horns from a leadership standpoint. It meant a lot to this club. I could certainly understand if I'm Jonathan India, at least I'm, I'm hurt. I get it deep down inside, but, but I'm, but I'm hurt. And so I wonder if his comments aimed at the medical staff reflects that hurt and reflects frustration with the fact that the Reds, yes, they were open to trading him. And I wonder if what he is dealing with physically now, if this was a thing three months ago, back in May, is he expressing the same frustration? If you're a frustrated person, you're more likely to express frustration, even if it's not about the thing that originally frustrated you, if that makes sense. I I just you're you're probably never really going to get an answer to this, but I, I don't. I don't blame him. I I don't really know whether or not he should be upset with how this injury has been handled. I I don't know. Here's what I do know. Jonathan India's name was connected to the Reds in trade rumors. I do know that most of us in a similar situation wouldn't exactly be thrilled. And if you're not thrilled with your employer, chances are you're going to maybe do some things and aim it at your employer that you wouldn't do if you were happy with your employer. And then you wonder moving forward. They've already been open to trading him. They have guys who play his positions. Do I think they missed Jonathan India? Eh, sure. But they have guys who play the same position. There's been a lot of talk about not knowing what to do with him. Now he's frustrated with the team's handling of his injury. If you didn't think Jonathan India was going to be talked about in a lot of trade discussions this offseason, this may have clinched it. 29 away from uh, 6 o'clock. At Mo Egger on Twitter. By the way, 5 o'clock happy hour is a service of neutral. Whatever you're doing this weekend, make neutral a part of it. Could be a game. Could be a ball game tonight. Could be headed to uh, Columbus. Go see FC Cincinnati play. Uh, could be playing golf. It's going to be up in the 90s, a pool day. Whatever it is, make neutral a part of it. Neutral vodka seltzer. It's the one with the umlaut, and it is awesome. It is uh, 28 minutes away from uh, 6 o'clock. We'll have another season preview report with uh, Tony Pike coming up on ESPN 1530. This is Ralph's American Grill pregame sports talk presented by your greater Cincinnati and northern Kentucky Toyota dealers on ESPN 1530 Cincinnati Sports Station. We are less than two hours away from kickoff. Opening kickoff brought to you by A.E. Gore and Window Company. They sell the best and service. The rest Our thanks to Bill and Adam Weber for their continued support of the Bengals all these many years. Sports headlines in service to Kelsey Chevrolet, home of lifetime powertrain protection and guaranteed credit approval from their family to yours for livekelseyshev.com. Uh, Bengals and Falcons tonight kickoff at 730 pregame is continuing at six countdown to kickoff with Wayne Box, Miller, Dan and Lapp have the game here on ESPN 1530 Reds and Jays tonight first of three at GABP Cincinnati is giving the ball to Brett Anderson who is the guy who started that game uh, against the Nationals back on uh, July the 4th 640 is tonight's first pitch Game is live on 700, WLW. righty Jose Barrios will throw for Toronto. Your starting lineup this evening, uh, T.J. Friedel is in uh, center leading off, Matt McClain is in second base, in second base, he's at second base. Ella De La Cruz at short, Spencer Steers at third, Vada's at first, batting fifth, C.E.S. is DHing. Tyler Stevenson is catching and batting seventh, Will Benson is in right field and batting eighth, and uh, Stu Fairchild in center field, he will bat ninth. Uh, The Reds today did release Luke Weaver a couple of days after he got DFA'd. By the way, Reds got some help. Chicago Cubs lose at home to the Kansas City Royals by a score of 4-3, so Cincinnati gains a half game on Chicago. Milwaukee tonight starts a three-game series against the Texas Rangers after getting swept in Los Angeles by the Dodgers. I've said this for a while here. The Reds... Let's face it, August has not been kind. Went into a tailspin once August 1st got here. The Brewers played a a long stretch of games against teams that aren't good, and they did open up a a three-and-a-half-game lead. Uh, We talked about this earlier this week. If I'm a Milwaukee fan, there is a huge part of me looking back at that stretch going, God, did we not extend our lead to the extent that we should have while the Reds... I don't want to say they were in free fall, but when the Reds were going through a really tough time, and now here we are. Cincinnati is, at least for the moment, back on top of Chicago by a half game and trailing Milwaukee, Milwaukee, trailing the Brewers by only two games. Reds and Cubs will play the next home series after this one, after a lengthy Western road trip next week. Uh, the Athletic reports that uh, UC Director of Athletics John Cunningham has gotten a contract extension through 2028. It's week one of high school football. High school football tonight airs on Fox Sports 1360 this evening, starting at 6 o'clock, taking you up to the St. X Lakota West game and then uh, wrapping up all of the evening's action. Uh, afterward, high school football tonight, the postgame show goes all the way until 11 o'clock tonight. All right. Can you talk to some other people? Uh Why not, uh, not Taron? Why not talk to some other people before we hear from uh Tony Pike? Let's see here. Uh Jeff in Lexington, you're on ESPN fifteen thirty. How's it going?
5: Hey Mo, how you doing, brother? Doing
0: wonderful. How about yourself?
5: I'm hanging in there. You had any good bourbon lately?
0: Uh <laughs> I'm I'm trying to get I'm trying to get to the bourbon baron ball tomorrow night at the uh, Megacorp Pavilion.
5: Oh, that sounds good. Yes. Did you uh, finish off that bottle I brought you last year?
0: That thing is long gone.
5: Oh, okay. Well, that, that's good to hear, Mo. <laughs> that's good to hear. Maybe I can maybe I can replenish it for you. <laughs> that
0: thing is long gone. Very good stuff. Thank you.
5: Hey, while you're talking about the Reds, real quick, you know, uh, uh, your buddy uh, Matt Jones down here on radio in Lexington. You know him, I know.
0: I'm sorry, I uh, KSR. I, you broke up on me for what'd you say?
5: I said, you know, uh, Matt Jones from KSR yeah, Radio down very here well. in Lexington. Mm-hmm. You might have seen him hosting the morning show this week on
0: ESPN. I have. He's done a terrific job. Ooh. I don't know where Jeff went away. I don't know. Did something bad happen?
3: Did Matt Jones cut him off?
0: Uh, Matt Jones cut him off. Matt Jones has been on the morning show. He's done a very nice job on uh, ESPN Radio. Oh, he's, uh, he's heard on the weekends all the time and been a part of the morning show this week. I don't know where Jeff and Lexington went.
3: I think someone's taking over our phone calls.
0: Uh, You know what? I'm looking at it. Hang on a second, Taryn. I'm looking at our screen, and I'm looking at 1360. I am, too. Hmm. Well, I'm sorry. Jeff went away. Someone hacked us. Somebody hacked us. Now it's back on 1530. Is is Elon Musk hacking us because we don't want to pay for TweetDeck? Possibly. I don't know. Well, John, my apologies. Something happened, and uh, I was talking to you about Matt Jones. It was Jeff. I'm looking at John. I'm going to talk to John here in a second. Jeff, my apologies. And now I'm looking at 1360 again. Who keeps messing with the phones?
6: Hmm.
0: Well, that's terrific. We had five minutes remaining in the show. Right, can I, can I, am I, like now it's back. If I talk to John, are we going to be okay? Or is the thing going to hang up on him?
3: Now we're looking at
0: 15. Something, what's going on? You know what we're going to do is we're going to apologize to Jeff who was on the air. We're going to apologize to John who was on hold because uh, there's a technical issue. These things do happen, but there is a technical issue. Hopefully, they uh, they get resolved before the Bengals broadcast, the post game show. You're going to need phones for the uh, for the beat tonight, right? Correct. At uh, 10 o'clock. Does
3: yours say 1530? Is it back on
0: 1530? uh, Mine's on 55. So if I was hosting the Brian Thomas show.
3: I could put put John on because I think I know, I think I'll fix the problem.
0: All right. Well, we'll we'll apologize to Jeff. Go ahead. We have like four minutes left. We have time?
3: Yes. All right.
0: This is the sort of stuff they edit out of podcasts, but on radio is live. We can't edit it out. So whenever anybody's like, oh, I want to do a podcast, like that's awesome. You can edit out the gremlins. We can. Uh, John, you're on, I think you're on ESPN 1530. Can you hear me?
3: This is all wacky. All
0: right. Well, I don't, right. well, you hear, I don't hear John. Yeah, that's this, good.
3: This is all wacky.
0: It's all wacky. Thank God it's late in the week, and I don't have to worry about it again until uh, till Monday. It's all wacky. Technical term. All right. Well, you know, this is a medium that's 100 years old, and for most of it, we've been putting phone calls on the air, but but for whatever reason This today, is what
3: happens when you take out manual, manual phones, and everything is on a computer. We had no problem at the old studio.
0: I'll just let that comment sort of marinate. Not that I disagree, but but uh, yeah, yes. The, the fo- you know, we had the phones have worked fine. They but just today something something weird is happening, and uh, I'll trust that uh, the folks in charge of such things get them fixed. <laughs> I think it's Elon Musk's fault. I think because we 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 made fun of the fact that we're going to have to. pay. I'm now leaning toward paying for TweetDeck. By the way. Not not that I not that I'm like addicted to Twitter because I've if you follow me on that app at all you've noticed that over the last two months I've been on it less and less and it's made me happier and happier but there is something about like following the real time but like I I can follow tweets from people who aren't on TweetDeck right yeah. There is something that I've missed. This is the first time I've done a, a talk show in uh, at least 10 years where I haven't had Tweet Deck in front of me so I can see stuff happening in real time. And sometimes it's very, very helpful. Uh, oftentimes it isn't, but sometimes you'll see something and it's like, all right, that's that's a big story. That's, some, that's a big deal. We've got to talk about it. So I'm now leaning toward... Uh, going into my couch cushions this weekend to see if I can uh, rustle up eighty four bucks to pay for Tweak deck or maybe starting a GoFundMe. We'll find out. Uh, a couple of things we will get to very quickly here. Our poll question is is related to Twitter because now they're going to take away, I guess, your ability to block. block or mute. Block is beating mute sixty five percent. I have muted more people than I have blocked. Our poll question the service of Baxla Tractor, Baxla Tractor is your Kubota headquarters. Uh, with two showrooms in Batavia and Seaman, they are your place to go. If you need lawn equipment, need your lawnmower serviced, whatever it is, Baxley Tractor, go to BaxleyTractor.com. As we get set for football season, let me tell you about a couple of things very quickly. <clears throat> we will be doing the Tony and Moe football show on the 11th of September uh, at Twin Peaks. Again, our fourth year at Twin Peaks. Uh, the first show is going to be at uh, the Westchester location, We'll do two in Westchester, and then we'll uh, pivot down to Florence for two and then go back and forth. And last year we had a blast broadcasting on Tuesdays from the uh, Christian Logger House downtown, Moe's Happy Hour. It is making its triumphant return this coming Tuesday. That's right. We'll be broadcasting from the uh, Logger House this Tuesday. We'll have a happy hour menu. It is going to be awesome, and uh, I love doing the show from down there. We did it clear through the end of football season, but the best time to be down at the banks is the summertime. It's early fall when the weather is still great, and so I'm thrilled that we're going to be back. I cannot wait for Tuesday. Uh, thrilled to uh, work with the folks at the Moorline Logger House again, and, and we're going to do some things to make the entire experience bigger and better uh, than we did last year. So excited for that. Keep that in mind on Tuesday. I'm join just- us.
3: I'm guessing they find a way I couldn't produce from down there either.
0: We'll have to figure that out. I don't know. The the phones aren't working, so it's not like we need you here to answer the phone. So we'll see. Uh, For now, though, it's time for a a season preview report. Tony Pike joins me to talk Bengals-Falcons as we look ahead to tonight's second preseason game. That is coming up next, 13 away from 6 on ESPN 1530. Hey, it's Mo Egger. The college basketball season is heating up, and there's no better place to watch every game than Long Neck Sports Grill. There are 4K TVs all over the place at each Long Neck's location, and at Long Neck's, the sound is on for every big game. Plus, no place has a better beer selection... And I say this often, if you haven't tried Longnecks Wings, what are you waiting for? No matter who your team is, you'll be able to watch them at Longnecks. Wilder, Hebron, and Richwood. Longnecks Sports Grill. This college basketball season, stay late, come often.